0: Hello and welcome back to BizPod. On today's episode we will be going over finding jobs and networking. Enjoy! How are you doing today louise i am doing very well thank you anton it is very
1: exciting to be back with networking which honestly looking back at our kind of previous uh, collection of episodes i'm surprised we haven't gotten to this one earlier because it's so you know it's kind of part of the image of what you think of of you know being a new business starting up and all that excitement
0: Yeah, it was something we were talking about that it feels like we've talked about at least job hunting a little bit and networking. But I think through our guest episodes and just generally through talking about the business itself, we've discussed both in little bits. So we're here today to kind of give you the ins and outs of finding jobs at least within the creative sector and, and give you some other ideas and then the importance really of networking
1: indeed and i I think um if you're listening to this in the the distant future we are recording this uh during march of 2021 so you know we are a little bit in the, the bizarre times but we'll try and keep this uh general uh, and applicable to all sorts of situations which i i think most of what we'll be covering is because uh you know Regardless, even if you are able to meet people in person, knowing how to find the, the job here or there online is still very important and handy.
0: Yeah, and you know, over the last few months we've been having to do a lot of this of job hunting and networking. So um we're quite we're quite expert at it at this point, wouldn't you say?
1: Absolutely. And um yeah, I think firstly let's start a little with looking for jobs, mm. which is uh, you know, some would say the most important part of business <laughs> <laughs> just a bit. Uh, there may be evidence to suggest that and it's, it's a weird one where i think it can be a little bit a lot of people might neglect it especially if you are in a kind of service based business you know when you start out you might not have everybody coming to you immediately
0: and you know whatever you're doing whether it's you're selling a product you're selling yourself your skills from that starting point you will have to go from somewhere so we have found and, and have sort of heard through the grapevine. The best way to sort of start this out is through connections. If you can know people within your industry, they will be able to help you. You know, they will either be buying your product or recommending you onto people who will buy your product. Um, Absolutely. So much of our early level jobs when we were both freelancing and then now has been from. You know, oh, we need help, can you do it? Or oh, I couldn't do it, but I know that you guys could. How about that?
1: Absolutely. And that you know, I think regardless of what stage getting in that, the habit of prioritizing these connections and thinking of connecting to people is incredibly handy as it's these relationships and fostering them, you know, some of them which you foster early may bloom later and even then just being able to have people that might connect the dots a little bit for you. Is incredibly valuable
0: yeah we've had some really interesting points where we have both known somebody who's very much our senior and you know we would have loved to work with but weren't connected and then somebody's like oh yeah I can just introduce you I was like oh oh wonderful um and that just I mean for for any kind of work is really exciting to be able to meet people who have done the job for longer and who can you know help you learn in advance um not like mentors but i think people who are open uh happy to listen to you and able to kind of help you in that regard uh is not just key i think for your mind but also absolutely they will be you know doing those networking opportunities is is just vital
1: yeah so when, when you're starting out it is very much looking at who you have around you Um, you know if you're in a, a creative field or a, a manual i can Kind of more textile field, you know. Do you know anybody that's kind of doing that already? Who do they know? And do they maybe, you know, if you're a a kind of painter, do you know, does that person who owns a you know, a car uh, repair shop, do they know anybody else that could, you know, be needing a painter to help touch up some dents or scratches? Uh, And you know, asking the people around you if they know anybody, and of course, uh, we're unescapable. LinkedIn, of course, a very handy way of uh, logging your connections.
0: Yeah. Well, I think even staring away, if it's possible that you are an entrepreneur and you're setting up and you haven't got those through connections because it could just be a, a late in life choice. You you want to finally be an entrepreneur and um, that is super valid. And so, yeah, social media and we found like online forms really another great way to connect with people. There are various different Facebook groups. For small businesses, um, there are very different, um, just even groups on LinkedIn, marketing, digital marketing, all these different places where you can advertise yourself, but in spaces that is dedicated to that advertising that has people who will be looking for jobs in it. Um, because I think some of the first things when people are looking for products these days, they will just go to Facebook or they will just go to Instagram, type in what they want um, and you want to be found in those places.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously it's very different if you're kind of a, a B2B or a, a B2C. Um, mm. It completely changes the, the dynamics. I think if you are looking for B2B connections, it can be a slightly easier because if you do find these spaces of other business owners, you know, they're there to do business. So, you know, if they've got a business Instagram, odds are if you message them, they might be open to whatever you're suggesting because they're on that platform to do business. Reaching customers is, of course, a lot harder. Um, and in that case, it's definitely you're kind of pointing right down the direction of digital marketing and kind of establishing your brands.
0: Mm. And then, as well, I know we've encountered a lot of sort of networking groups and networking sites, um, not exactly full sure the, the terms there, but where they will have their own directory and within that, are a bunch of services, and they connect to larger businesses that will then connect you up. um, Agencies in a way. Um, Those are really important to get involved with. Some of them will have membership fees, other ones will have you as partners. Um, We've been approached by a few that were just like, yep, can you pay us? And we're like, well, we would have found you anyway. Um, Or other opportunities, it was because we fit within a minority group that actually they were really looking for supporting. And so yes, at that point, brilliant, we'd love to be in the network.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I think if you are you are just starting out, having a wee look around and seeing if there are any kind of gathering spots, if there's any water cooler, let, let's say, yeah. of your industry, that is incredibly useful. So, for instance, in mm-hmm. our field, that kind of water cooler function is uh, performed by the creative agencies. You know, they connect a lot of the dots to many different people. If you're, let's say, working in manufacturing, your specific niche may have trade shows that you know, every, you know, all the manufacturers come and then meet retailers, which, you know, that makes things a, a little bit easier. Although, quite often, in those instances, there is a, a bit of an entry free. Mm. But, you know, finding these spots where people naturally gather and then, you know, putting your, your best foot forward is fantastic.
0: And I think that's the thing is even in the current sort of lockdown world that, that we're recording this in and that we have been working in, these sort of networking and Connecting forms sort of as physical spaces or online zoom calls, they are still happening, but they're just a bit harder to find um and so it's really worth looking and and actively finding those,
1: yeah, and uh you know that's one of the fantastic things is kind of going back to what uh, I was saying there about the you know connecting to b 2 b businesses is you know if they're in a space where you know kind of networking is encouraged you know, you can literally just message. A lot of people are quite happy to have a little mm. chat. Um, and Especially if you are doing interesting stuff yourself, that'll gravitate people who are then interesting and interested in the things you're doing as well, which, you know, that might just be a friendly chat. And, you know, that's all good and fun. You you may enjoy it. You may hate it. If you hate it, of course, don't do it again. But, you know, getting to meet these people is fantastic. And, you know, who knows, it might be a case of... Uh, they might ask for a job for you, or you might actually be like, "Oh, I, you know, I went into this maybe expecting to find a job, but there's actually something they can do for me," and you can be surprised like that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right as well. I know something that we've had to refine in that kind of brief meeting with people is that sort of elevator pitch idea, which you know is a very film term, but it's of being able to sort of sell yourself and your idea within you know the space of an elevator ride, of being really sure about. What you're saying, where you're saying it, who you're saying it to, because that will that will only help you in your hunting for jobs is if you can be very clear about what you're doing. I know early on we find when you had to keep re-explaining it and you were a little bit unsure, people are then unsure because they'll they'll pick up on that. Um, so being very clear, but also concise and also being able to explain your niche that's what people want to hear.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one of the indirect benefits of doing a lot of networking is the idea of refining your message and your wording. Uh, you know, once you have to repeat yourself, you can have, even yourself, you figure out how to sell yourself better. You know, if it's little stuff and, you know, uh, small ways in which you word things, uh, you can refine it, you can condense it, you can add to it, and you'll just refine yourself. So if you do get that person that could very possibly be a fantastic client, you know, you have the the attitude and the, the kind of, the point already kind of formulated perfectly as it should be, which, um, you know, obviously very handy.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you've put a little list of um, sort of different types of connecting places there with cold calling, spec work, referrals. Do you want to maybe explain some of that language? Because I don't think actually all of it, you might not know what it is going into it.
1: Yeah, so obviously, uh, ideally, eventually, you'll have uh, all the jobs coming to yourself but that isn't always the case whether you're small or large and there are a couple other ways of encouraging it. Uh, One of the more time consuming but could be quite a good move if you're confident that this will work and you could secure a bigger client than you could normally do is doing spec work. So let's say you have, you know, a company and you're just looking at their stuff and you're like, I have the right camera, I have the right look, I have Mm. the the story, the narrative, the aesthetic, I have the picture. But they wouldn't, you know, I'm, you know, a small company, they're a massive one. Go ahead, if you're feeling confident with it, you could make what they call spec work. Make this in kind of either in a prototype form or in a... High end final form. This is where watermarks are very handy, uh, mm. and then let's <laughs> say approach the client. There's been a couple of times, even when uh, I've done one or two spec works in the past. Of course, it is very um, it risky means. in the sense that you know you make this and they say no. Do uh, tread lightly, and also uh, having kind of the the bargaining argument is a little bit harder because you know it's already made. Uh, so it isn't like they're they're funding the cost of it is already there. It's just setting a, a final price for it but you know can be really handy and you know i've heard of some fellow people in at least my industry that they've done these spec adverts the client has been impressed and then they've been brought on for further subsequent work and you know they've been able to catch a, a bigger fish than they could usually do
0: i mean and that's something that we've found that even just some of our more originals um we call them originals but the sort of creative pieces that we have made out with of client work sometimes that work is what a client wants or That work is what draws them in. So I think that idea of spec work, I think, is particularly risky within the creative industries because there are sort of time and energy into it. But we have found uh, for ideas that are maybe more risky or or uh, aesthetics that we haven't tried out yet, it can actually be really worth working them through and then going to the client so that you can be very specific about what you're talking about
1: absolutely and i think if you can find a field that is somewhat general this is when spec work can be especially versatile and handy you know if you're really craving to make a you know a jingle for the coffee industry Mm. you know a lot of cafes and their promotional videos you know it could apply to many or same with a, a fair few other industries you can maybe make a singular proof of concept spec work and then approach multiple people with it and uh you know have a little bit less liability on this one project you've been working on. And worst case scenario, you can always slap a, a custom logo on it and uh, just put on the portfolio as a kind of more generic piece if it is something that you think uh, demonstrates your values well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you've sort of summed that up really there. Um, and I think it is interesting that we, because we've got this, you know, finding jobs and networking as one idea here, and we're doing this as one episode because they are sort of so inherently linked um in that one sort of leads to the other and vice versa um because through finding jobs you'll need to network and in networking you will find jobs
1: <laughs> absolutely um obviously it's a little bit um of a slightly different situation when it is looking for customers. Mm. Um, you know, whereas slightly more on the advertising side. But in a, a kind of alternative way you can do that would be by doing some referrals. Uh, this is again, you know, almost like building a little wee customer network, you know, a set of friends, you know, people who really love and support yourself. So, you know, if you're doing nails, uh, you know, offer your, you know, your customers, be like, yeah, if you've got somebody else who would really appreciate this or they've been complimenting your nails pass them on to me and, you know, I'll do your next nails for free or uh, for X amount off. And, you know, one that's showing a a level of kind of good faith and uh, come like just really nice to the customers you've already got. But as well as that, it's getting some new people and some new friends through the door uh, in a kind of way that, you know, will build trust and, you know, it might help keep some of your already established customers a little bit longer um, as you can build that relationship up over time.
0: Because I think a lot of the people that we meet are already doing this kind of work but we have also actively gone after people who are maybe um, us but in sort of five years time and um, just because that's really helpful for us, you will find that there might be jobs which are just too small. This is only maybe a couple hundred quid. It's not worth our time. Do you want to do it? And absolutely, we'll grab that up, uh, you know, at this stage and at the stages that we were at. You might find that having a sort of working partnership with another company, you know, you maybe clean up each other's scraps kind of thing, that there are maybe little bits of work that the other one can do. We're currently, I know a lot of our job involves physical traveling to locations, and that is currently something that we can't do. So it really is important that we have people who we can either send to places or who are already there. Um, And that involves networking and linking up and can benefit both of you.
1: Yeah, and I, I think you're you're completely right there with making that kind of working relationship with other businesses. You know, I think it's valuable to look at who's at the beginning and end of your supply chain or your involvement. So let's say you're an upholsterer, and you, you know you're finding that about fifty percent of your work is going off to uh, interior designers. You know, it might be very valuable to partner up with a singular interior designer and be like, hey, you know, um, obviously cost price. Uh, and instead of my ten percent profit, let's go for a five percent profit. And if you can just fire over as much work as possible, that might be something that might benefit both of you. So, you know, you might be able to build that working relationship. You'll maybe get more jobs, and you know, you might be able to work more efficiently now that you've got, you some know, somebody that's a, a regular.
0: Yeah, and it's something that you've put at the bottom of the list there. But to be honest, it sort of links the both together. The idea of subcontracting. That's a big thing in our industry, because there will be times where we physically don't have enough people, that there are the two of us and we are not enough. In like physical hands or camera or whatever, it will often be if maybe we're doing two camera angles and then also sound, that's already a, you know an extra person or extra time. So, subcontracting is something where we can bring in someone who we know and can rely on to do this extra work with us. And within that, you know, we have to know people not only who are free, not only who are in the locations, you know, but who are good at their job and reliable. And, you know, we're very lucky that we've actually got quite a good network of people like that. Um, because we need Absolutely. it. We need it. And, you know, we we went to a uni and we've got loads of people who we, you know, sort of grew up with almost in terms of growing our business and our understanding that we're kind of at the sidelines helping us and that we can bring back. But you might not have that. So finding other creative pressure professionals that you can reliably lean on can also be really important for your business.
1: Absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, you might only have so many skills or so many areas that you're able to perform as a, an expert in. So, you know, being able to offload stuff to people who are maybe better in those particular fields mm. benefits everybody involved. And if you can do it in a way which is profitable for both parties... You know, in terms of growing your business, if you're able to, you know, subcontract a decent amount of your work uh, or, you know, every second job, that gives you more time to start moving into less of doing everything and um, anything and more so into, you know, starting to build the vision and becoming, I guess, more of a manager over time.
0: Ooh, exciting. I know. (laughs) So, yeah, talking a little bit about purely networking itself, because I think... I've seen a couple forum posts and groups where people talk about, you know, the idea dreaded idea of networking and how corporate it can be and whatever. Uh, I have really, my experience has really only been positive as I guess we're networking in a lot of smaller circles, but it's, it's a mixture of selling yourself and listening to others because it's not just about how many people remember you. It's about who you remember as well. And, um, as as I think we've said before, people are wanting to find the people that they like and want to work with. So that's kind of when you are networking, there's sort of a mix of being wonderfully friendly and approachable, but also confident and sure in yourself. But at the end of the day, being a really nice person will sort of lead more towards jobs. Now, that doesn't mean just saying yes. And that doesn't mean being a pushover. Um, or, or you know, oh, I can do whatever you want. But it, I think in terms of being accommodating and listening and understanding, you know, somebody might have gone through three or four other people in your field who didn't get what they were talking about because they needed an extra five, ten minutes to listen. If you're able to give the person that time, that could be a client. That could be a future job. That could be a, something even bigger down the line. Um and, and I think that kind of positive attitude, which I think is really important just to be a human anyway, um, bringing that into a view of networking, of not, I'm going to get something out of you, but there is a potential for us both to benefit here, um, is really the way forward,
1: wouldn't you say? Of course, and I think that's incredibly important, and especially when you start to think about networking as uh, a lot more than, let's say, just going to... Mr. Networking event and networking (laughs) with people who want to network you know networking can just crop up in you know weird and unusual spots in your life you know um before we went back into our second lockdown it was a cafe and you know Mm -hmm. went in there a couple times chatted with the owner a couple times and then you know that there you know started as just like some friendly banter here and there you know had an element of networking to it so you know that's somebody that you know we could potentially approach if we had an idea or a particular style in mind or alternatively they could approach us and uh, we could create something fantastic
0: i mean even just some of our first jobs was we were like we would love to work for you (laughs) um you know we we would really love to work with you and make you something um and luckily those clients were sort of quite taken aback and were like oh brilliant um because they had seen some of our other work um but but you know uh, if people like you, they are more keen to buy your product. You know, I, I think there's sort of... You want to steer away from the kind of MLM-style shilling to your friends. But especially if it's maybe like a small little crafty thing that you do, you might have a friend who needs a birthday present for their mum or is looking for something small, something sweet, you know... Uh, Maybe you couldn't get nice graduation photos, so you've offered to... You know, I know of this photographer, I'll get them to do some graduation photos. You have a lovely day out, you do these lovely photos, you get paid... Um, there are all these little moments because of those kind of interconnected human natures that's really important. We've also sort of talked about, we, we know, we've know we got our notes here, and we talked a little bit about just the sort of other benefits of working with people. And I think that is something that we've found is that often if you're in with the right people or you're in with the people who are doing what you want to do, you can sometimes find out about jobs before <laughs> anyone else. You know, you can kind of get in there early and... Uh, not unlock the secrets but sometimes you know you might just be the right person in the right place at the right time so maybe somebody's going over oh well i would really love to do this and you're like well i can actually do half of it for you right now and then they're, oh right well then let's just do it that there is that kind of joy of it when you're talking to other at least in the creative sectors you sort of bounce it off of each other and spark each other, and you might find someone else says, "Oh, I actually have all the funding for this." Oh, well, great. You know, or, oh, well, I can provide you half of the cups that you need if you're wanting to sell these beautiful clay, whatever. You know, there there are ways in which the interconnectedness of human nature and life can actually bring you jobs. Yeah. It sounds a little sounds a little chilly. I want to stay away from maybe that hard sell, but I think there are ways that people will be looking for something that you will be able to provide.
1: Yeah, and I think by just simply putting yourself into these situations, you know, you might just mention somebody and not really be, uh, you know, try to convince them that, you know, you need X and we can do X or do you want X? We can do X. It might just be a case of, you know, they ask you what you're doing, you share a little bit and then they're like, oh, actually, I you know hadn't thought about that, but I probably should have tables in my office. And there you go. You're, you're selling more tables. And so, you know, things like that just you know pop up but if you don't mind me asking louise obviously we didn't come into networking experts at all no how how did you find kind of learning to you know go from just you know having conversations to be like i am networking i am you know making these connections Or is it just something that, you know, you were doing but not really aware of?
0: I guess for me, um, I'm a very social person um, and I have always done performing elements. And for a time I was looking into being an actor. So I think I got quite used to the idea of performing in certain spaces and selling myself. And then a lot of the work that I did throughout uni was representational in terms of being involved in the Students' Union and doing other class rep work, being asked to Parliament to talk about universities, all these kind of things were about organising a version of myself that I sort of show to the public and in those spheres, and also really refining my message. And all of that is practice towards networking, even if it is just something like preparing meeting notes for the meeting to then when you're in the meeting, be able to really clearly go over what you're there for. That's kind of partly networking, because you've got to be able to package up and sell an idea really quickly, engagingly and interestingly. I think especially you shouldn't feel worried if you're coming to networking a lot later in life where you feel you don't have the experience, or you're not really sure. Um, as you get older, your confidence sort of Bolsters and embarrassment disappears, so it's maybe not going to be a problem anymore. But there is that fear of oh, I'm not enough. Oh, I'm worried. Oh, how will I look? And to be honest, nobody's ever really looking that hard, you know. Take comfort in that people are often too busy figuring out themselves to be looking at anyone else in the room, whether that is digitally or or elsewhere. And you know, a smile can go such a long way Um, and seeming interesting, seeming really uh, excited and engaged and ready and comfortable and, you know, funny and whatever, those kind of charismatic ideas are really appealing. Um, So if you're maybe not a naturally charismatic person, practicing some of those ideas will again only help you when networking. You know, it is a little cheesy to say sort of talk to the mirror, but looking at your face, how you look when you talk, luckily we don't have to do that on this podcast um because you don't get to see us but that is something that people will think about when they see you um you know how do you look if you're happy that happiness will come through in your words and what you're talking about
1: absolutely and i i think you know when you're you're running a business or you know working as the marketing exec at a company or or whatever you know the people uh, you're trying to connect to are doing you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're p- very possibly busy, they're very possibly either maybe not loving what they're doing or, you know, they have other stuff they need to be getting to or would want to be getting to. So, at the end of the day, the main goal would be to just, you know, have a enjoyable exchange with them. And if that is just you being a little bit more casual uh, and not really worrying,
0: mm. which
1: most likely is, you know, the not worrying aspect, then, you know, just go in it, take it easily. Yeah. Um, to be honest, ninety percent of networking probably won't lead to that much. You know, it might just be a hello, or um, you know, being like, "Oh, what you're doing here is fantastic," uh, and that's completely all right. So you know, in the grand scheme of it, these one by one interactions aren't the most important. You know, it's those one percent that you know land you a job or a client or a customer that do make the difference. So worrying about the every single little small exchange it's really not worth it and you know you'll be doing more harm to yourself than you know just going along with the flow
0: very true and yeah i mean there are other elements to networking as well or just working with other people um we sort of took a note here of building new skills which i think can seem quite sort of conceptual when going into it um and it's hard to just pin down networking as one thing because depending on the situation networking will be totally different but um, even just on the job, watching other people doing work, you can find out that you can be learning a lot more as you go along. Um, and there's definitely, I think, a really interesting and valuable point in networking with those who aren't maybe doing exactly what you're doing, who are either, you know, your seniors or your juniors or have been doing a similar thing for the same amount of time, but a different field. All of these sort of areas bring together people's experience. We find it really valuable talking with um, other business starters, sort of startup businesses that have started about the same time as us, kind of regardless of um, the area, because we're finding that a lot of our experiences and maybe difficulties and really exciting points, other people are matching. And not only is that validating um, to know that what you're talking about is being heard and, and sort of seen elsewhere, but um, it's also then really helpful for them. And they keep those ideas in mind because, oh yeah, I remember these guys and they were talking about this and, and it was great to talk with them. And then maybe in five years' time, you've actually both got work that you can both do together and, oh, well, wasn't that great that we caught up when we first started up?
1: Absolutely. And it, it kind of helps you you know think about your business, not in its little wee bubble. You know, even if you have plenty of jobs coming in, you know, it might be nice to just chat with other people in the same field, learn how they're faring, what they're doing. And, you know, there might be stuff that might not be essential to your running, but, you know, you might pick that up and be like, oh, that's a, a good idea. I might implement that or adoptate that or I don't know how that would work, but maybe mm. I could change it and uh, incorporate it in this way or oh, no, that's brilliant. Let's see if we can, you know, take combined efforts and, you know, collaborate on this documentary or this photography project.
0: Yeah, I mean, collaboration is so important, I think, especially in any kind of creative work, but it goes further than that because, ugh, I mean, I was going to say there are no business. That's not true. There are very few businesses which are sort of medium to small scale that do everything by themselves. Um, and those that do either have to spend a lot of time or make things very slowly because there's kind of an investment and time management and a lot of it, you know, if you're a designer, you will... Uh, for maybe branding and clothing you will have to send those designs to somebody who makes those t-shirts the t-shirts get sent through for the post you know there's all these different kind of layers it could be cheaper for both of you to work together and sort of provide those different parts so you really want to be kind of matching up you know it's only beneficial cut cut out the middleman's seize the means of production no i'll try and not get too political here um (laughs) But you know, it is it is helpful to help each other because you will find that there is maybe some way that they can give you a boost up later.
1: Absolutely. And obviously at this point, you know, you as a person, you know, you are a business owner or a startup and an entrepreneur. And it might just even be nice to surround yourself and chat to other people and make friends that are mm. you know in the same field. Um you know, it's kind of funny, like, if you had asked me five years ago, I would have so many friends that own businesses, I would think you're mad. And it hasn't been like, <laughs> I only want to have, like, business friends. aspiring friends. Ooh, but, business you know, boys. you're collaborating, you're chatting, you have a mm-hmm. lot of interests. Um, you know, especially in our field, there's a couple of people that, you know, use certain equipment. So, you know, if you're curious, it might be like, oh, yeah, I saw you were using X. Uh, we're using that also with Y. And, you know, that's, you know, Mm. friendship slowly forming. And, you know, it might just be nice to kind of chat with these people that are, you know, you clearly have a lot in common with.
0: And yeah, it's I guess it's there's something about entrepreneurs because there's kind of risk taking factor to it that you will find that you will have certain elements um, in common with other entrepreneurs, no matter the sector. I do think there's maybe sort of some slight bad uh, stereotypes with entrepreneurs just sort of trying to sell themselves and push it. But you'll find if you're also other small businesses, you're all kind of in it together. Um, people aren't necessarily your competitors. Um, and I think that's just generally a really good way to look at life. Because you might find there there can be mutual beneficial elements to supporting each other. Um, yeah, I mean, learning, learning and, and supporting. And yeah, you're right. Did you have this equipment and did you upgrade to that? Or even you know you might be upgrading and selling on your equipment and there might be somebody else who actually really needs that equipment to start out if it's still functioning go on find them work with them support them teach them how to use it and then sell it on and it's just so exciting
1: Uh, i think this has been quite a a fun uh, and exciting episode of this pod getting to cover some things that we've lightly touched on uh, a couple of other episodes especially some of our interviews episodes but we've never quite tackled 100 um so hopefully this episode has been useful to everybody listening out in the world but if you have any questions where would people get in touch to ask louise
0: well you can email us at contact at nakamedia.co.uk i had to double check there because i don't often say the email Um, and as well we have our social media channels of Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn which is at Nakamedia LLP and if you just want to work with us or network with us um, we are always here really keen to hear feedback about the podcast itself if you've seen stuff on our website which is nakamedia.co.uk we have got some really exciting stuff up on there and you maybe want to talk about it or you've maybe seen something you like we'd love to know it so please do not hesitate to send us a message
1: absolutely and uh, without further ado, oh. And if you're on one of the podcasts that does accept reviews, um, yes. we'd like reviews. Those are quite handy. We, we don't really uh, sell the reviews, but they do actually help us a lot, help boost us up the charts. Mm. And, uh, you know, more listeners is um, fantastic. It means we can help more people. And, you know, they might come and network with us. <laughs> Ooh,
0: exciting. But thank you very much for listening to today's episode. And we will catch you later. Arva.